You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. McFarland, McFarland Energy A. Thanks so much for McFarland Energy for powering us. We're back from Cooperstown. We're starting new week heading in the trade deadline. We've got a lot of good stuff coming. Baseballs and boring podcasts coming up. Obviously, interviews, a lot of trade talk. But, but, I want to introduce a new feature here because we want to keep you entertained throughout the entire day. So I'm just thinking, Brian Barrett, Brian Metric Man Barrett, everybody knows him from WEI. His brand has never been hotter. And he wakes up every day. Usually he doesn't do a show until the wee hours of the night. But he wakes up every day and he's tweeting this stuff. He's fired up. He's texting everything else. I'm like, why don't you just go on a rant and we'll put it on the podcast, the Metric Man Rant. All right, that's it. I mean, it's, it's this what people want. It's what people like at night, but why should they wait around for it? So, boom, that's what we're going to start doing. We're going to start doing these metric man rants every single morning or as many mornings as we can, as many mornings as Brian will allow us to do. And so I am super excited about it. It's part of the family. He gets a bunk bed in the Bradford Bradford Show mansion, uh, which we just came from. Well, that was the Bradford Show Airbnb, thanks to Coop. Uh, oh my goodness, Coop hooked us up here in Cooperstown. But he's part of the family now. All of us, all of us together. So many Nate and Benellis and Courtney and and all the Hall of Famers and obviously Coop and oh my goodness, it's what a what a collection it is. It's we're so proud of everybody of all that we're doing. Subscribe. Listen, follow, rate, all of it. Um, but you know what? We want to keep you going. We want to keep the content coming. This is the place to get all things baseball, Red Sox, baseballs and boring, whatever you need. And we are going to give you another little little feature. And that's going to be the Metric Man Rant with Brian Barrett. Here you go. Well, what we witnessed at Fenway Park over the weekend was nothing short of a flat-out debacle. It was an embarrassment. It was unbecoming of the Boston Red Sox as an organization. And look, this team is dealing with a lot of injuries right now. We know all that. But one thing really stuck out to me is Rafael Devers goes on the injured list. And we may have now witnessed the last game that Xander Bogarts and Rafael Devers ever played together. Because remember, when Devers would be activated from the IL, will be after the trading deadline. And if Xander Bogarts wants to be traded... I don't mind if he wants to do that at this particular point in time. The way that this organization has flat out disrespected him, I don't mind at all if Xander says, yeah, I'll wait the no trade. I'll go to a contender because I know I'm not going to be here next year. And look, I can't even understand the rationale behind saying essentially, you know what, we don't want to pay a shortstop on the other side of 30. His power numbers continue to go down. He's still not a great defensive player. Improved this year compared to last year, but not great. I can get there. But what I can't get is disrespecting a two-time champion, disrespecting a two-time Silver Slugger Award winner. It's flat-out ridiculous that they offered him a fake contract that we all know he was not going to sign. One extra year at $30 million, paying him less on an annual basis than Trevor Story. That crap should not happen to the Boston Red Sox. We're seeing the same stuff right now going on with Raphael Devers, one of the best players in the sport. You disrespected him with a contract offer. But furthermore, with this whole situation, We look at it right now. Do you realize that after the trading deadline, what could be left from the 2018 Red Sox, and if you remember, the 2018 Red Sox were the best team in Major League Baseball, and they were the best team in the history of this franchise. They won the damn World Series. That's why they were the best team. You know what could be left from that team come trading deadline after that if they decide to just go complete sell mode? All that could be left is Rafael Devers, 
Ryan Brazier, Matt Barnes, and Chris Sale, who's currently on the injured list. Nobody's trading for that guy. Nate Evaldi could be gone, depending on what he does here in the next outing, because he has not looked good. J.D. Martinez, they were talking about last night on Sunday Night Baseball. The Mets could be in the market for a DH. Their DH numbers are atrocious. J.D. would fit in there. And Xander Bogarts, if he wants to lift the no trade, there will be a contender that comes calling about Xander Bogarts, even if it's not a perfect fit defensively with the shortstop situation, whatever they have. You figure out how do you fit champions onto your team. Xander Bogarts is certainly that. So since that 18 World Series, the Red Sox have had one competitive run. And it brings me back to this, this whole idea of if they're going to move on from some of these stars, these champions, these great guys that apparently they need to prove to Bloom they're worth investing in, even though they're the guys that won the World Series, not him. But anyway, I digress, just getting back to my original point. Are we so sure that Bloom's going to get a good return for Bogarts or JD or any of these guys? And I get it, you can reference the Pavetta trade, great. Pavetta's fine, and he's got the worst hard hit rate in Major League Baseball, but nonetheless, he's a starter. You do that nine times out of ten, or ten times out of ten, I should say, eleven times out of ten for Workman and Henry. Those guys sucked. But you look at it right now, and you look at the return for Mookie Betts, and I can understand trading Mookie Betts because he wasn't going to sign here long term. I thought his comments this week were disingenuous. He was not going to sign 12 and 365 with the Red Sox. He wanted 12 and 420. It's been documented. But here's what I can't get around. Do you realize what the return was for Mookie Betts? Alex Verdugo, Jeter Downs, and Connor Wong. For Mookie Betts, at that particular point in time, without question, a top five player in the sport. Now, maybe if you say he's taking a little step back, a top 10 player in the game right now. You had the MVP of the American League in 2018. You traded him away for Alex Verdugo, Jeter Downs, and Connor Wong. How is that return acceptable? And not to mention the fact, I mean, it is kind of interesting that Andrew Friedman runs the Dodgers, who, of course, Bloom used to work with in Tampa. It does have sort of a Kevin McHale-like feel to it, where he traded Kevin Garnett to Danny Age of the Celtics. Just saying, it's got a little bit of that stink on it. But anyway, if you look at these guys, and if you look at what they've done, you look at Alex Verdugo, he's an okay player. Everybody references the fact that his expected stuff is better than his actual stuff. I get it. The gap in his slugging percentage and his actual slugging percentage is about 80 points, which is the second widest gap in the sport. Batting average, the gap is about 30 points, seventh. But here's the reality. He doesn't hit the ball in the air. He has a 49.2% ground ball rate. That's 25th in Major League Baseball. So when you look at it, yeah, he's unlucky. But part of the reason he is unlucky is because he hits the ball in the ground so damn much. And the other thing I would point to is just this. So circling back to the whole idea of the Jeter Downs being the second portion of this trade, Jeter Downs, and I get it, you can say small sample size. He's had three, uh, 38 plate appearances this year at the major league level. He struck out 20 times. <laughs> 20 times. That's a 52.6% strikeout rate. No player in major league baseball is at 37%. He's at 52.6%. And you're saying, well, hey, what do you do with AAA? He must have, been, must have been better there. No, actually not. He was striking out north of 28% of the time in AAA and striking out north of 32% of the time in AAA in 2021. And another thing about this guy, everything, every time he doesn't hit the ball, in the, every time he doesn't strike out, he hits infield pop-ups at the minor league level. Kike Hernandez had the worst infield fly ball rate at the major league level before his IL stint, 23.3%. Jeter Downs is at 39.5% at the minor league level in AAA. And not to mention that crap he did yesterday, the ball hit the bag, he didn't run. What is that? That was Duran-esque from the other night. And then later on in the game, he feels a ground ball at third, and he just hits the guy in the back that's running home. Either throw the ball to first base or make a better throw. I mean, that was just ridiculous. So I don't know what they see in G- Jeter Downs. 
I don't get it. And the fact that this is the second guy that you identified in the Mookie Betts trade is a flat-out joke. And Connor Wong, maybe he's a backup catcher. He's played 11 major league games, and he's approaching 26. So I don't know what to tell you. That that guy's going to be some major piece or something. He's not. Jeter Downs, what we've seen at the major league level, he looks completely overmatched, and he has not been good. And look, I get it. He's still young and all that. But all the minor league indications would tell you the guy is not going to be good. Every year he drops in the prospect rankings for the Red Sox because you know what happens? When he plays at the minor league level, he isn't good. And then Alex Verdugo, fine player. I'm not telling you the guy stinks, but if you look at it, Mookie Betts, since he was traded, 10.1 fan graphs wins above replacement. That is 10th in Major League Baseball. Alex Verdugo's at 4.3. That's 75th of 120. Now, nobody thought that Alex Verdugo was ever going to be Mookie Betts, but he's not even like close to an elite level player. He's fine. What is he, like the sixth best player on the Red Sox? He's a fine player. But for him to be the jewel of a trade for Mookie Betts is a flat-out joke. And I just caution everybody, get ready for the trading deadline. If they're trading away their stars, I'm not so sure Bloom is going to get the right return back.